How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? Brown chicken, brown cow. Lion face. Oh, is that what that is? Lemon face. <laughs> anyway, that's how you work out the mouth. Oh, the what was the one I heard? The the tip of the teeth, the lips, and the tongue. The tip of the teeth and the lips and the tongue. Yeah. Tip of the teeth and the lips and the tongue. Supposedly it works out all those muscles that you those, need for yeah. clear speaking. Yeah. Very weird. Ooh. Baby's mad. I know. No, I know. She's, you know, it, it's all fake though. She she's a very big show. She's very dramatic. <laughs> she will look at you and she will scream her heart out until you get near her and then she'll stop and she'll smile because she knows you're going to pick her up. Uh, so I've learned the ways of this Jedi. The ways of the force. This is the way. A Grogu. <laughs> a Grogu high. <laughs> In many ways, she's like Grogu, especially the way she eats. Yeah. It's amazing. I think every episode he's always eating something. He's eating something. He's very oh, short, though. But wants to eat something. It's a tiny, tiny thing. She's that, not. She's not that tiny. She's tiny. Yeah, she's, she's small. Tiny compared. Well, no. But I mean, she's Yoda's tiny. In it, like it, himself too. Like he's he's a tiny Jedi. Yeah. Well, you're right. I Speaking mean, of I, sizing and sizing things, <laughs> I've been wanting to talk to you about something that we had talked about. I don't know couple weeks ago mm-hmm. our dads oh, our dads and the the unit of measure around here it might be in el paso it might be just in our culture and like the hispanic culture yeah um i'm not quite sure yeah but i'm pretty sure maybe regions have their own units of measure yeah and, like personally made yeah units personally of made yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's like a cultural thing i think yeah. and like ours is what <laughs> ours is uh, yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and I, he, he can hear my dad telling me that. Like, can you go get me the screws from the box? Well, which screws, Dad? There's a bunch of screws in here. The, the, these ones right here, <laughs> that big. Sometimes I wonder if they think they're cool doing that. Like, it sounds like something the Fonz would do. Like, hey, hey, yeah, like that you know. But I, I, to me, it's it's kind of a cop out. They use that when they don't know the size of whatever they're looking for. <laughs> and then they think that from a distance, you know exactly the space between their fingers. Like, oh, that's that's two and three quarters. Yeah. You know exactly what you need. Yeah. You know? But oh, that's just the assumption, I guess. I hear up north they have a smoot. <laughs> a what? A smoot. <laughs> Oliver Smoot. <laughs> you're, you're talking that. Talking so in I English guess, to me that I don't know. So I guess this guy in, in um, he went to Harvard, I think, or something like that. Uh-huh. But they, they measured him during his hazing period, you know, being in a frat. Yeah. In smoots. So, well, he was smoot, Oliver Smoot. So five <laughs> feet, seven inches. And they measured across the, the Harvard Bridge. Uh-huh. So it was like 184 smoots. Plus one ear, or something like that. Some, some crazy thing. So like then, that. The, the five foot seven—that's like his. That was his height. That was what he measured. That's what. Yeah. So yeah. they applied it to everything else that they would measure. Named it after him. A smoot. A smoot. What would be a smoot in here? I am it not a smoot. It doesn't sound as good as just. Yeah. It's a smoot. <laughs> well, now tell me this. We know what it's. We know. You know. We can say the word, and we know what it's spelled. 
How will we translate that into a verbal sound? <laughs> nah, I don't know. <laughs> I can't even do it anymore. We've been doing it all all night. Is a little bit easier than schmoot. 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 Hey, can you go get me something this size? It's a schmoot. <laughs> Welcome to Tools and More, man. How's it going? Good morning. Good morning. I, uh, I'm, I'm looking. Uh, I mean, I'm looking for nails. Okay. I, I, I don't. I, I can't tell you the inches, but I do know the size. Look, like that. That big. You have one of those. Um. No, I, I, I'm not quite sure what you're looking for, man. I, I'm looking for a nail. I mean, uh, that big. But see, okay. Do you have a number? Like a, a general size. No, no, como que number. No, no, no. Así, mira. That big space between my fingers. Like that. I, I'm not quite sure what a is. I'm, I'm just, I, you know what? Maybe, do I need to get a translator? No, no, no. Translator, como que. Mira, I speak English. I'm telling you, like this big. That's as big as I can get. Hey, you have a nail. You have a nail that big. Can I can I get a translator in, in aisle thirteen? Ya te dije, I, nail, mira, that big. I'm sorry, sir. I'm not quite sure what size you're looking for. I just told you the size. I see. That that's not a size. That's that's a finger distance. That's it, but it's still a size, mira. I don't need a number. It's, it's that big. That's like four four of my fingers fit through that I size. Está, there. I mira, four fingers. Ponle, ponle, mira. I see. That's 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 not a size. No, como que no. It's a size. What are they? Yes, the on the where, where do you have those four finger nails? The four finger nail section. Where is that? You put your four fingers there in the middle. You know, no, 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 I, no. I need a translator. I, what aisle am I on? Otra vez, pinche translator. We actually had the pleasure of. Being on another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. From Canada. Imagine that. The Pink Box Podcast. Yeah. In Canada. Yeah. With CC and Nini, a little shout out there to Yeah. Them. Yeah. That was that was fun. It I was, was nervous. Yeah. You know, honestly, you told me about it when they had first organized all this during the week. And I got like I got really excited because nobody's ever really cared about what I do. <laughs> And so with something like this, I thought, wow, like we just started and the, the, the content we put out there already has caught the attention of somebody who does the same thing that we do. Yeah. And that was really exciting to me. I wanted to do it right then. Of course, you know, we had to wait. Don't work out yeah. that way. But. but it was really cool. And they, they had a lot of really great things to say about us. I was like, wow, I'm, I'm flattered. Like, yeah, yeah. I was subject blush, to flattering there. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was okay, you know, but I, I think we, I think it was, it was just plain old awesome to talk to them. Like it was a was. great time, you know, yeah. and I, I think we even talked about it afterward. The whole interview lasted like an hour and a half. And I think we just, we talked for 85% of that time. We did. And we thought, oh, you know, they'll just cut out all the fluff. They included everything that we said. Yeah. Pretty much like, yeah, like uncut, uncensored. It was pretty raw too. At least yeah. that's the, that's the feedback that I got from other people that had listened to it. Yeah. And, and not raw as in sound, but like raw as in like, 
we we let it all hang out. Yeah. But that's our podcast. That's the way that we do things yeah. with our podcast. We don't we don't hold roll. back. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we don't want to. We never will. It's not our. That's not the way that we do things. But I think it was kind of refreshing for other people to hear. Yeah. What, what kind of people we are? Yeah. And uh, that's the kind of podcast that we are going to create for everyone. Yeah. And um, hope that everyone enjoys it as much as they did. Yeah. Because they seem to really like it. I mean. Yeah, it was honestly. Yeah, it was nice of them. Very sweet of them. It was an emotional roller coaster, honestly. Like we we literally ranged from you know good times and laughing to actually crying. Like one of them, like I think it was Nini, right? Yeah, I think she she actually started to tear up when we were talking about you know the the regular dad jokes content. Right, I think it was something about kids leaving the house or something, leaving like that. the home, and yeah, we were the movie that she was watching, Inside Out. Yeah, later. yeah, and I mean that honestly, that I think if anything, that's a good indication as to the honesty that they that they put into their podcast like none of this is manufactured this right. is on the moment we hit a chord we hit a nerve and it just flowed yeah you know and and I, that's that's honestly the best podcast i could ever think of right and i think i think together all together the the whole thing was was a really enlightening experience because for somebody that's been podcasting for 10 years mm-hmm. it's it's kind of um refreshing for me because i never got to see the um accolades from the the work that i did yeah the people that were hosts of those podcasts saw the accolades yeah but the man behind the curtain <laughs> doesn't see any of that yeah, doesn't no. doesn't get to be a part of any of that because it's the hosts that get to be a part of that and it was kind of cool to finally be in front of the curtain rather than behind the curtain. Yeah. You know? It was a very out of the box look at what we do. Yeah. And just to see it in somebody else's perspective, like gave us perspective. Like, wow, this really, this is, this really matters to, even if it was just two people, I'm sure right. there's more listeners out there that it really matters to. And if it touches them on the same level that it did these podcasters, like, yeah. I feel, I feel happy that, that we decided to do something like this. Yeah. And so, for those of you that are, you know, looking for a, another podcast to listen to, it's the Pink Box Podcast, and they talk about a bunch of different things. Um, they're from Canada, um, but you know, they 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 have a ton of different types of guests on their show that range from cannabis. Oh yeah, quote, that was unquote, a thing. Yeah, yeah. To um, there was a, an author of a children's book series. Mm-hmm. Um. Then there was uh, another one that they did with their spouses. Yeah, yeah. That was a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah. So check them out at the Pink Box Podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, just about anywhere you can get a podcast because they're a lot like us. We we went everywhere. They're everywhere. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, th- there might even be the opportunity that we could interview them the same way they did to us. Exactly. And, know, so. and, that, and then we definitely plan on that in the future. Um mm-hmm. We just need to figure out how that's going to work, right? Yeah, we need logistics for that. But yeah, yeah, no, it was fun either way. And, you know, great bunch of gals and and I couldn't sing more of the world for them. Listen to the dad jokes episode of theirs. I hear it's pretty good. (laughs) I hear it's one of their best. That's what I heard. You know? Yeah. If a New York Times bestseller was in a podcast version, that would be like That would be it. It's like (laughs) 8,000. (laughs) <laughs> not 8,000. 
Not no. not eight thousand smoots. <laughs> eight thousand. Now there's a question for you. What would be bigger, uh, or a smoot? Well, uh, it fits in your hand. Ah, but you see, in podcast land, nobody can see how big a really True. is. Well, I would say it's about four fingers. <laughs> <laughs> but is it though? Now, now, stick with me on this. I think Hispanic fathers can change the size oh, of they a can. whenever they want. They can. So it could be you're looking for a screw or you're looking for a two by four that's this big. Yeah. See? They, they might get a, a deeper. See, I think... I think that's where the deeper as it gets longer. That's where the difference is. Yeah, as it gets bigger, it gets louder and deeper. I see me to even their voice goes down like to show the massive size, just like this. This big, (laughs) mijo, is this big? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like sounds like a storm in here, Dad. What's going on? Or otherwise, if it's a screw, they'd be like, man, I, I see that chiquito, just that small. Like that. It's a, like a thumbtack. Like a little thumbtack. Oh, I know. So so my, my wife, who is listening here in the room, has always, always uh, kind of hammered into my head that I am a lot older than what I look. And she just mentioned that if I keep doing more, my dentures are just going to pop out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, babe. Thanks. That's, you know that that's very supportive. That's why we put you at 1980 on the the Hertz scale. <laughs> oh man, Just to make you older than me. So you're the 2000 Hertz scale. So we're we're talking about. So Joe here got himself brand spanking new, fresh out of the box. A what does it say on there? A Roadcaster Road Pro. Caster Pro. And just a quick brief summary from what I received from Joe. This uh, processes the sound of the microphones that you hear lovely voices on. Yeah. And makes us sound professional. That's what it says. Yeah. And so. Hence the pro. Hence the. Yeah, there you go. The pro. That's that's where the pro comes from. Um, but anyway, what was my point? What was I about to say? I have no idea. I have no clue. We were talking about. Oh, we were talking and about. <laughs> yeah. And, and whoosh. And then. Smoots. Oh, so the hurts. Hurts. Hurts, right? So. Apparently, in order to make Joseph's voice sound so beautiful and angelic and lovely as I watch him across the counter, um, he needs to program this thing at 2,000 hertz to optimize his microphone. My voice, yeah. His voice. Through the microphone. Yeah. And so he was all proud of it. He's like, oh, I'm at 2,000 hertz. And so then I'm thinking, like, well, what, what do I need to be at? And he tells me, oh, you're 1980. You know, you're old. <laughs> I thought, well... Does that does that reflect how no, old said, I am? You're you're in 1980, the year you were born. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, he was born in '83. We were both born in '83. Why 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 do you have to try? My God, this guy. You still technically are older, right? You're born in August by, by like a couple months. Yeah, <laughs> come on, just splitting hairs. <laughs> mm. yeah, that's enough. It's four fingers, okay? You're only older than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, if you guys haven't guessed it, this episode, today's episode, is going to be about dads. (laughs) But not Gus and I as dads. It's going to be about our fathers. Mm. And we're going to give you a little bit of um, background about who our fathers are, 
and what they do and what we do and how we interact with them, how we did interact with them, yep. like all all the things. Those wonderful all the things. So you can kind of get a feel for where we come from. Who those wonderful role models are in our lives. Yeah. Oh. And I mean and and I think for me, as far as role model is concerned, it still is a role model, even though he played a smaller part in my life than your father did. Yeah. But at the same time, it was still teaching me a lesson in life for the future. Yeah. The way that, that my father um, did things. And we can just jump into it, I guess. Yeah. I'm, you know, no intro needed for it, really. Yeah. You know? So, like, my dad, um, his name is Frank. Um, he's from, he was, he's from El Paso. He's born and raised, you know, well, he's born in El Paso, raised in Juarez. So he has a very, very English accent. Like you, if you talk to him on the phone, yeah, you wouldn't even know he was Mexican at all, <laughs> at all. Yeah, and you'd be like this white boy. It's true. <laughs> People tell me this all the time, but then when you meet him, they're like, "Whoa." You yeah. know, and then now that you say that, I was I was sort of surprised too. Not that I, honestly, I'd never heard of. Not say I didn't know you had a dad, but right, I'd never met him or even had heard of him in the time that I was with Lex, or you know, we that we'd become friends. And then I I think I saw him. We were at a we were at a pizza party right for one of yeah. the kids. Yeah, and he came, and he sat down in the same booth that we were in. And I looked and I said, "Who the hell is this guy?" Are you trying to mooch off our pizza, bro? <laughs> Get your own pizza. And so then, uh, you know, I didn't say anything, of course, but I kind of gathered, given the way that you would talk to him and treat him, that he was your dad. And I, oh, okay. And he, <laughs> oh man, he he was just an, an interesting character to begin with. But yeah. he, he, you're right, he has a very Americanized accent. Like, yeah. again, if I could close my eyes and hear him and I wouldn't have imagined that he was raised in Juarez, you know? Right. But then you look at him and he's so dark skinned. Yeah. He's and dark. He, he's got a head of white hair and, you know, he's got that, that famous celebrity Joseph smile that I see. And, uh, that's the only way people can tell that we're related is <laughs> he's a he's a dark Joseph. Yeah. Like super dark. And I thought, wow, Joseph's dad is dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so Joseph you're fair skinned. You are mm-hmm. you're lighter, right? And Definitely. Actually people actually believe or not believe but people at work think that I'm a white boy that I'm just 100% white. Don't know no Spanish, nothing like nothing, that. Yeah. Nothing in my background other than Irish and French yeah. and whatever else. Yeah. Right. Aside from, yeah, the well, large, I'm actually like half. Yeah, the large percentage of yeah. Hispanic that you got in you, yeah, and and Frank is is a perfect embodiment of that because he's just you see him and you're like, wow, that man is full on Hispanic, like he's got it <laughs> turned to eleven. <laughs> he looks like Eric Estrada. He does. <laughs> he looks like chips. Yeah. He does. Yeah. yeah. And I'm and that's not a joke. He still he even does the wig thing too. Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't know that. His well, I mean, my last name would be Estrada. 
Estrada. That would be my last name. <laughs> and it's the truth. That's that's their that's my lineage on that side of the um family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um yeah. Well say hi to your brother Eric for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? He's got a and he's got a big, big personality. Big, oh yeah. Huge personality. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a talker. Um, he loves to mingle yeah. and and you know get in there and, and let you know who he is. The gift of gab. There you go, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's where I get my outgoing personality from is from from my father for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a little bit more. I don't know how to explain it. He doesn't have the filter. He doesn't have the id that you were talking about in the last episode. Oh yeah, yeah. The, that little that little, little man, little man that sits right head. there and says, "You might not want to go up to this group of young girls and talk to them because <laughs> you're sixty years old." <laughs> Now my dad doesn't have that. Yeah, he's like, "Whoa, yeah. I'm gonna go talk to you girls." One of the stories that I have of my dad is um, we I went to Texas Tech and um, guns up, Reckham Tech Red Raiders, Red Raiders all, yeah. all the way. Um, so we went to go watch a game. Um, I don't know, I was maybe 25, 24, 25. Um, this was actually when Lex and I were. I don't know if we were together. I think we were together. I'm pretty sure we were. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we left to go for my birthday to go watch a game because we left with this guy named Peter who had never, he didn't watch football. Mm-hmm. He didn't do football. He didn't like football. He didn't care about football. How was he your friend? I, I, he was actually <laughs> Lex's um, cousin's husband. Oh yeah. I know yeah. Who you're talking about. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, he didn't do football at mm, all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, you you got to at least do college football because college football, at least for me, they're not in it for the money. Mm-hmm. Like that's, they're just, they're going to school they're, and they're playing football. So there's a lot of heart in college football. Passionate players. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. Um, not to say that not every single one of them does want to go to the NFL, but they don't all make it. Yeah. So knowing that you still play, that's that's heart right there. Yeah. At least in my opinion. No. Beside the point, Peter had never gone and never done football whatsoever. And so I was like, look, man, you got to at least go with us. We're going for my birthday. We're going to go watch Texas Tech play Washington. We went with this guy, Justin, my dad, and Peter. Yeah. And um, I'm not kidding you. Like when we got to the stadium... We had already tailgated, so we were all kind of kind of toasty. And I'll get to the tailgate right now, <laughs> but I'll tell you this much: Peter, when we walked into that stadium, like walked straight out to where the field was, and just threw his hands up in the air and started screaming. And I was like, "Oh shit, we've got a fan now!" <laughs> I can, literally turned. Yeah, like in one day. That moment. Yeah. 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 The minute he walked in, because he saw the crowd, he saw the people, he saw how everyone was super excited about felt the, the energy. Yeah, he felt the energy. He had never done anything like that before. Mm-hmm. And me, I'm a, I've been tailgating since I was a kid, you know. So yeah. I, I mean, I've been to a ton of football games, so yeah. I, I know what that's all about. Yeah, and I know that feeling, but I felt it all my life. Yeah, but I couldn't imagine what that feels like as a. 30 something year old man <laughs> for the first time. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Anyway, so we go to um, tailgate. We had parked overnight in our spot just to save it. And mm. we taxied to our spot 
to tailgate. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, you, it's that serious. How? I, so I'm, I've never been to Lubbock. I've never seen the, what is it? What's the name of the stadium? It's, um, it was at the time it was like AT&T Jones stadium or something like that. Oh, they, okay. they change it by sponsor. Right. Yeah. So I've never been, how big is this area? Like, do you have to taxi it on a normal day? But okay. So yeah, not really. No, mm-hmm. because they have, they have um, shuttles, uh-huh. but um, Texas Tech is huge. It's it's on a big, large, like wide acreage piece of land. Yeah, um, it's pretty much the city of Lubbock, right? Damn. And so, when you commute to the commuter parking lot, when you get to the commuter <laughs> parking lot, you still have to take a shuttle to your classes. Damn. So it's pretty big. Yeah. Luckily, I lived in the Union Plaza, which was right across from like the central area of of Texas Tech. And most of my classes, my freshman year, were pretty close to that area. Yeah. Except for one, which I had to shuttle out for like, I can't remember what it was, like biology or something like that. Yeah. Anyway. So um, so we know we're not dealing with, like this is a major this huge. school with a major a big, big athletic program. Yeah. 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 So there's a commuter parking lot where you tailgate and then there's Raider gate where you have to get season tickets to, and you basically have to have passes and there's, that's the only way to get into Raider gate. You can go there if you walk and you can get in and whatnot, but you can't tailgate from your truck or whatever. We had taken stuff with us. So we were in the commuter parking lot tailgating and even that you have to go and park and save your spot because it gets crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we parked and we got our spot and my dad, <laughs> so my dad always carries around this, this suitcase. It's not a suitcase. It's like a briefcase of alcohol. <laughs> it's got <laughs> Jack Daniels in it. It's got Bocanas. Wow. Not, not, Buchanan's. Bu- not Buchanan's. Oh, Bocanas. Bocanas. Yeah, Bucanas. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then it's got some, <laughs> some like vodka in it. And, uh. He always carries it around with him when he goes to parties and stuff. <laughs> and he breaks it out and he, you know, makes everyone drinks. That's oh his thing. God, he's been yeah. doing that. F- I don't know how long he's been doing that for. So the man's for got many, like a, many years. a mini bar that props up in his briefcase when he opens it. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like a little mini bar. <laughs> oh, my God. So we park. The first thing that comes out of the SUV is that <laughs> as we're setting everything up, he's there mixing drinks for oh, us yeah. and making drinks hey, for the us. The man's got to work. Yeah. And so we're setting everything up and we, we pop the tent, we put up our grill, we start making food, we start drinking and mm-hmm. having a good time. And we're listening to, you know, other games on the radio. Yeah. And, um, these girls pull up next to us. <laughs> it's a whole like truckload of girls. We're talking sorority. They, they were, they were, um, what is it called? Uh, it's not football. It's rugby oh. players. Oh yeah. Some big ladies. Yeah. And, and not, not big as in like big, but oh, no, like no, yeah, they no. were oh, yeah. fit. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I'm talking about massive legs and beautiful though. What more does a man need? Yeah. And so we were super excited <laughs> and super pumped about that. Yeah. The first man. <laughs> <laughs> the first person to walk over there is my dad. Of course. Because he noticed like, and one, one thing about him and I were both very similar. 
we have a like a huge like like it's an acute attention to detail <laughs> and we observe everything like little tiny details we can see in a lot of things yeah we're designers we're artists that's our that's our passion that's your thing yeah so we notice these little things well these girls were having a hard time setting up their <laughs> butane grill mm. and my dad takes butane grills when we go camping. So he's like, Oh, I know that grill. I know all about it. <laughs> That's the Coleman 750. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So he sees them struggling and, and they're trying to light the thing. And oh. he goes over there and he starts to takes his, his portable bar. And he starts talking to these girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But I'll tell you this much about my dad. He is not, as far as like we were concerned, he was a good wingman because he did he didn't do the oh I don't know those guys. He did the have you met my son? <laughs> <laughs> he kind of ushered you in there. <laughs> yeah. Here, you know, you don't need a moment. I'm gonna create it for you. And so f- for me though, like I I was all, I was with, you know, Lex and, and Peter was married, but Justin, I think he was single. Mm. So Justin got chummy with the girls. Oh, yeah. They did hang out with us for a little bit, but um, just for a few drinks and they mm-hmm. started talking and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, Justin and, and my dad and the girls <laughs> started talking, <laughs> but, um, we had, a, we had a, a lot of fun on that, that little trip there. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to go back a little bit about who my father is as a person and who he, he is to me, mm-hmm. um, I have to give you a little bit of background on that. And so like my father um, had, had me and had my daughter and had my sister, um, Francesca. So it's me, Francesca and, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, he left us when we were seven or when I was seven. Um, my mom and him split. It was not, you know, it was just not a good relationship. And yeah. and there were days where I was like missing him and I, I never got to see him, you know? Of course. Yeah. I mean, he worked all the time, but he was also, you know, he's, He's a ladies man. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's just, that was one of the, that was one of his problems. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so he wasn't around and, um, you know, I would, he would tell me, Hey, I'm going to come home. I'll see you. I'll see you this weekend. And yeah, I wouldn't are, see him. Those are hard promises. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I'd wait up in the middle of the night and of course every car I would see get excited. Oh man. Oh, here he is. He's, yeah, he's, he's coming. He's right on he the corner. He's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that's the hard part, right? Those were the hard parts. And he was young. Yeah. And I, and I understand that. And I I know he has a lot of regrets Mm -hmm. um, now that he's a little bit older, but you know, they just weren't meant to be. Yeah. One of the things though, that he did instill in us and my mother too, give her a ton of credit for this is the stability between the two. Yeah. They never fought or made it hard in front of us. Yeah. They did any of that. It was always wherever else. And I didn't see any of that. Yeah. It was always discreet. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, they made sure to show us that what mattered was us. Yeah. Not their shit, but you know, taking care of us. And that, that was a good thing. The priorities. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get to see him a lot. Yeah. That was the, the hard thing. You know, we go months without seeing him. Yeah. But, he never, he was never uncivil to my mother. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah. important, you know, I think. And as much, not that I knew him all that much, but 
considering the, the history, at least he had that in the back of his mind while everything else was going down. How old was your was your mom and dad when they started the family? Twenty five. You were twenty five. Same yeah. age as me. Around average yeah. age, right? Yeah. 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 So um yeah, they were twenty five when when they had me. Mm-hmm. And uh so but again, culturally it's still young. Yeah. At least in our area. Yeah. Um you know, like you said in the podcast that that the pink box did. You you even mentioned that. You were like twenty five, yeah. Actually twenty five, I'm yeah. I'm barely coming into my own. Like Yeah, I'm still doing all that crazy yeah. shit that twenty year olds do. Yeah. You know? And you do it for ten years <laughs> yeah. as a as a Hispanic. That's yeah. that's what you do. That's that's one of those yeah. uh default yeah. that amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I I'll I'll give my dad this credit. I'll say he taught me how to be civil with my significant other, especially if I've had a child with that person. Mm-hmm. But he also taught me what not to do. Yeah. And the, the, Oh yeah, I'll see you. And then go for six months and I never see you. Yeah. Uh, it's I, a, I, the false promises type of situation type yeah, of thing. Yeah. And that's what I was like. I'm not going to do that, that to these girls. Yeah. I'd never do that. Yeah. No matter what the situation. Yeah. You're not going to teach him by hard example. Exactly. No. So, you know, that was my dad in a nutshell. And, mm-hmm. you know, we still remain in contact. In fact, unfortunately, he got COVID. Oh, God. Yeah. Jesus. Um, but, How, you know. How's he doing now? He's good. He he was asymptomatic. Oh, wow. Um, his wife didn't do so well. Oh, she's she's not like severely sick, is she? Or she? No, no, she's not like not to the hospital, but she was still pretty bad. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, they're they're doing fine now. Oh, it's good. been a couple of months. That's good. Or yeah. not even, maybe even a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're doing okay. I haven't seen him though since, like, probably before this all started. It's the beginning of the year. Yeah. So it's you know, and that's not uncommon to not see him. Yeah. For that long. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, if anything, the stories prove it. You know. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's I'm not nothing against him. Like mm-hmm. at, th- at this point, mm-hmm. we're both adults. Yeah. <laughs> I know where he lives. <laughs> I can go see him as well. Yeah. So it's not just on him. It's of course. it's on me as it's, well. It's two way. So it, yeah. at this point, yes. Yeah. But you know, like we we have busy we we have busy families and we have a lot going on and we just don't get time to see each other. Yeah. Uh, as much, but uh, we definitely do have a solid relationship. It's not. It's not. Like we come, he calls me and I'm, he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Or there's nothing wrong. It's just pick up where we left off six months ago. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. I got you. Like he was here just yesterday. Like one of those long lost friends that you, you've, you're still friends with them. Yeah. You haven't seen them in over a year, but yeah. The next time you see them, you're like, Oh yeah. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Kind, kind of thing. Kind of one of those yeah. things. Yeah. Anyway, that's my dad. How that's, about you? That's nuts. Well, you know, I, I, I should I should really be careful with the snide remarks. Like I, I mean nothing bad against Frank and I kinda let it get away from me when I say things like, Oh, you know, the stories show he's not gonna be around or whatever. Right. But you know, that's that's something that I get from my own dad. Now, my dad is the opposite end of the spectrum. The man he's he's conservative. He likes to keep to himself. Um, but in his younger years, so so my dad is from Guadalajara, right? Southern Mexico. Born, you know, what, 1950, something like that. So he was born into the heart of that real traditional 
Mexican family style, you know, when it was the trend, the thing. And he is one of nine. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's a boomer. He, oh, yeah. He's got a huge. Just like my dad. He's enormous. He's one family. of eight, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I think my, my cousin's one of eight. Yeah. My cousin's number into 60 plus, you know? Yeah. And so Tip, that's typical of that era. Yeah. That's Lots just, of babies. This is the way it worked, you yeah. know? And so um, my dad's father passed away when he was. No, you know what? He, I think he was in his 20s. But um, before that, he ran away from home. He left home when he was mid-teens, I'd say 14, 15. And, uh, you know, he, he worked out in the streets for a minute. He, he was a busker for a minute. He uh, apprenticed with a jewelry shop. What's a busker? A busker. A busker. Isn't, isn't a busker the, the people that, uh, that play music on the, on the side of the street? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, he's a talented musician. He played in a band. Well, we'll get to that. Anyway. Um, so yeah, he did that when he was younger to, you know, make ends meet, keep the cash, buy food, whatever. Um, and he somehow made it from the metropolis. Guadalajara is enormous city, one of the biggest in Mexico. And he made it from there to California. My aunt had immigrated years before, so he made it there illegally, might I say, just keep that on the low, right? And so... He made it there, stayed with my aunt. My aunt said, well, you're not going to stay for free. You got to get a job. So he apprenticed in a jewelry shop and actually got to the point that he was making, um, it was not jewelry. I don't even know what it's called, but you know how horses wear the the bridles? Yeah. And some of them are ornate. Like they have the silver work on it. It's like decorated-ish. Yeah. He used to make that silver work and he would have his little hammer and he would put it over the flame and shape it and do everything. So he did that for a while, got paid good for good money from it. Um, and then my mother in a, in a trip to California at the time met him, he was driving a taxi and she met him there and, you know, they got together, they moved. Taxi cab confessions. (laughs) I'm that sounds gross. (laughs) You don't want to think about it that (laughs) way, do you? I don't want to. I don't know. Thank you for putting that in my head, though. Uh huh. Um, you're welcome. But anyway, so they moved further east, they made it out around this area. So they they met in a taxi cab, pretty much, right? And I somehow they kept in touch. The story's blurry. I don't know how they continued to communicate or whatever. Um, he moved eastward to where my mom lived, which was in here in New Mexico, a little community called La Union. And, you know, he made it work. And I mean, the, the basis of the whole story, and this is what he would tell me, right? Because he would tell me the story over and over again. And then he'd say, my point is, I want you to know that nothing comes to you for free. Yeah. It's like, I struggled since I was a teenager and worked and worked and worked all my life. And everything that I have now, I worked for it. And so he kind of instilled that in me, but he also instilled that, that conservatism. Like okay, he, yeah. he's not one to really, you know, he tells me the story, but I think it's an amazing story. And when I tell other people, he gets bothered by it. It's like, yeah, no, I get, I get it. You know? And so in that conservative, it's, it's the confession that he doesn't want to make. <laughs> What is behind this taxi cab thing? I think Joseph really wants to know. Um, either way, that would be a story for a different podcast at a different <laughs> hour. 
with a different rating. But anyway, um, so he tells he would tell me the story constantly, and then if I ever told anybody else, he would get bothered by it. Yeah. So in his conservative position, you know, I carried that through my life. I would observe it in him, and you know, it imprinted on me like all our fathers do. Right. And in a way, I am conservative. I I do tend to keep a lot of things to myself. I'm to the point where I'm just an introvert. I'd rather not take the effort to, you know, express myself in that way. Yeah. But anyway, so um, I have a, a little college story for you too. It's 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 funny to me, but you know, again, he might get bothered by it. Um, I went well. I went to college at NMSU. Woo! You know, drink beer till I wobble in my goddamn yeah. boots, and. Um, you know, uh, and they had their I-10 rivalry. They were playing UTEP right. at the time, right? And for those of Battle you who... I-10. Yeah, for those of you who don't live in the area, that's that's two basically neighboring colleges. Pretty close together. Pretty close together, yeah. We're literally on the state line here. And so um, I, I was telling my dad, because I used to work at the ticket office in college, and I was telling him, oh, you need to come see this. Like, this is an experience. And I... The year before, I had never experienced anything as intense as a rivalry game like that. Yeah. I mean, people get nuts, you know? They do. They do. And so this one, um, unique in, in its intensity, um, I told my dad, you need to come. You get out of the house. He loves to stay in the house. No, you need to get out. Come see this He likes game. football, though, right? Football, soccer. Oh, he likes real football. Yeah. Football. Yeah. Football. <laughs> he used to, he would... He would correct me. I said, yeah. Dad, are we going to go watch football? No. Football, mijo. Football. Football. Yeah. Right? And so, well, he used to play soccer in his youth. Anyway, um, I said, you need to come see this. Like, it had been decades since he had seen a legit, um, what, like a sporting event in an actual stadium. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, there's you know, too many people. I said, no, no, Dad. You need to come see it. 10, 10 to 13,000 people. Yeah, it sounds like a lot. And we have a small little arena, so it gets rowdy. And I wanted him to experience that. I wanted to introduce a little excitement to his life. And uh, he was like, okay. So he gave in. And he's like, oh, what do I wear? Like He, I, he, was, <laughs> he was thinking it's some kind of special occasion. And in many ways it is. But I'm like, just wear a t-shirt and jeans. And he's like, no, boss, I don't want people to mistake me. I, you know, I'm not a UTEP fan. And I said, well, are you not an NMSU fan either? Just because I go to the school. So I went and I bought him and my mom a couple shirts. And oh my God, he wore that with pride. He was nice. so happy. And it's funny because I had never seen that side of him. Yeah. And sometimes I have trouble expressing myself like that too because I copy his conservatism throughout my life. Yeah. And this was the first time I had ever witnessed my dad actually giddy. He has no idea who these teams are. He just knows it's an intense rivalry and he's picked a side. Yeah. That's it. That life, life couldn't be more complete. He belongs to a team. He belongs to a group. And I think this is what he was missing when he was a kid. He ran away from home right. because he felt like he, it was hard to belong in a group of 10. You know? It makes sense. Yeah. You know? Definitely. And, and so he missed that camaraderie yeah. almost. So he, in a way, he went to the game and he felt like the people that were there were family because they were on the same side. Exactly, yeah. You know, and so that was my assumption. So anyway, um, I had to work that night, but I, you know, I kept the game on. Uh, they were playing it on the, the local college closed circuit feed. 
So I, I was, you know, keeping an eye on it, and it turned out to be a hell of a game. Triple over time, the whole bit. And I was so happy that my dad got to witness that. And so um, later that night, uh, I go to this to the arena, and they had just let out when my night was over. So I'm walking, and there's people outside. Oh, they're cheering, they're yelling, they're you know screaming at the UTEP fans and bring out the broom. I think they had swept the series. Tell me your dad's doing shotguns. Oh my god! So my dad, <laughs> right? So I get out, and my dad. At first, my dad walks in. He had his his Aggie shirt, and he had his jeans. He was good to go. Nothing more. Nothing else was needed. And I I, I go back, and I see him. The man's got half his face painted. <laughs> and I told him, I said, what, what the hell happened? And she's like, well, I don't know. Your dad, he went to go get a beer and then he met somebody. And then suddenly he came back and half his face was painted. I said, what are you doing? And my dad was like, <laughs> you know, I, I had to. I'm part of the Aggies. Yes, I was. de los Aggies. And, you know, he was he was genuine. Like, he was legit. Like, this is what you have to do if you're in a sporting You got to get yeah. your damn face painted. Well, I mean... Soccer is very ritualistic like oh, that, yeah. though. Football. <laughs> it is, though, right? I yeah. mean, you, it's diehard. You you paint your face. Oh, yeah. You you wear the things. Yeah. You, you play the trombone thingies. Oh, whatever yeah. they're called. The, well, yeah. the Yeah. Oh, I forgot they're called in the yeah. World Cup. Anyway, but you got to remember, though, is the time that he had played in soccer. Like, he played for a... It was a farm league team. Uh-huh. Um, the time he had played was still a very conservative era. So even the fans back then would come into the stadium with their dapper suits. Oh, their okay. Hats. They, they would clap after a good play. You know, nowadays it's, it's a little more rowdy. It's wild. It's, yeah. It's wild. And my dad finally got a taste of that. And he was so <laughs> fucking happy. This shirt is painted on. Yeah. He was just, he was so excited. Yeah. And then I, I walked up to him and I like, you smell like beer. My dad's not a big drinker, by the way. He, he, he'll have his, his little glass of cognac or a little glass of whiskey occasionally. And no, I, I think by this point he was four tall boys in, you know, and, and he was deep. The yeah. He was deep. You know, he was <laughs> hugging me and, and telling me the story about the game. And, and have you ever seen coming to America? Yeah. With Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know how he's explaining how the football giants. Yeah. Kicked the ball through a big H. Yeah. That was my dad. Yeah. <laughs> He was explaining how the ball fell into the net and everybody jumped up and cheered and he looked around like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. Because he's not a big basketball fan. He doesn't know, you know, what's going on. But somehow they roped him into this and he had the time of his life, you know? And, and I think if you want to know me and my dad in a nutshell, it's that we are super conservative to the point that we'll shut in. And whenever we're in gatherings or parties or what have you, We'll stay in our shell. But if you get that, that, you know, that perfect combination of, hey, let's, you know, join me in my camaraderie. Join me in my team. You know, we're going to come get a beer with me kind of thing. Be my friend. Yeah. We really tend to come out and we start getting crazy. Right? <laughs> and those of you that can hear that, that quiet, creepy, la llorona whisper, give me a shot. That was my wife. <laughs> and yeah, you know, that's, that's the kind of, that's the kind of phrase that would get my dad into trouble. You know, let's go get a shot. Ah, shinga, vamonos, you know, let's go get something. And so, um, you know, he, he is a hard man. Like he just, he, he's, his, he's not a very expressive guy. Again, yeah. going back to the conservative side. And he, I think he feels really vulnerable when he, exposes himself like that 
So he doesn't. And a lot of people can write him off as just this, you know, curmudgeon, this old guy who just whatever, he's always in a bad mood. That's not the case. Like, you got to understand. You got to get behind the man. You got to know the story. Yeah. Running away when you're a teenager and not having that family bond to your other brothers and sisters. He doesn't even call them nowadays. They used to call, uh, you know, holidays once a month. He used to call them, keep up with them. And then, they, you know, they got into a tiff. And he basically just wrote them off. He said, all these years, I've been trying to get close to them. And they don't reciprocate. They don't give me that same effort. So I'm done trying. Yeah. So basically, he's written off his brothers and sisters. And I mean, that's that's hard. I can't imagine doing that to my sister. Yeah, we had our hard times, but we always got over it. And I think he, he was, you know, he was the main driving force behind that. You know, even if you don't like somebody, whether it be your family, you still have to try. Yeah. And No, definitely. You know, and, and uh, that effort really, in the end, it'll pay off. And for him, it just went the other direction. And he's happy with that. You know, he's happy that he raised kids that went to college and got their degrees and they're successful now. And that's life, you know. And, and um, I've kind of carried that with me as well. Like, I'm a, I'm a minimalist kind of guy. It doesn't take much to satisfy me, you know. Just be there. Well, I think your dad and my dad, <laughs> my dad should actually bring your dad his bar <laughs> His little briefcase. And let His me briefcase. tell you something. Click, click. <laughs> Your dad will be like, shots. <laughs> they will have their faces painted for no goddamn reason. <laughs> By the end of the night. Nothing's happening. <laughs> if we're at a Christmas party and they got Christmas trees on their faces, like, what the hell did you do? So he asked me for a shot. I had to take one. <laughs> we painted our faces. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> Give me a burrito after this. Hola, Juanito, me so happy with our gordita y todo. Ouch! Welcome to Tools and More, where you can get tools and more. You know, I'm ready. I got my nails. I got a new project at home, bro. Let me tell you. Uh, you know, you know what, sir? Um, your nails don't have a size on them. I'm gonna have to. Um, no, no, por favor, no, no, don't, don't start with me. Yeah, yeah. I already told the other guy their size. Can I get a size check no, on these oh, nails, please? please? No, yeah. I already told you. I see. That big. Oh yeah, so at our wedding, here here we go with my the, my dad's conservatism all over again. Just just a guy who doesn't really express himself. So at our wedding, it was a nice wedding. It was an outdoor wedding. We did it up in the mountains, and you know we had our little cocktail and a little bar set aside and everything. And my um, our friend uh, Andrew, really good friend of ours, he uh, had a bottle of Fireball with him, and I despise Fireball. I hate yeah, it. I know actually. Ugh. It drives me crazy. I know you like it. My wife like it. Yeah. And so he brought it around and Andrew was two sheets to the wind, not yet three. He two wasn't yet. To the wind. Yeah, he wasn't. And he's like, hey, let's take a shot. So then here we go with the camaraderie. My dad doesn't know this guy, but Andrew, all he had to do was put his arm around him. Yeah. And say, hey, 
take a shot with me. He gave my dad the bottle, and my dad was like, fuck it. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> and, and you know, he, he took a shot on the spot and yeah. smacked his lips and said, oh, that was fucking good. You know, and... and uh, that's just one of those things. Like yeah. it, uh, you know, he seems like a hard man on the outside, but you gotta, you gotta crack that shell a little bit and you'll see like, he's, he just wants to be one of the guys. You know? Okay. So my question for you being that you said that you're a lot like your dad and like you're, con- you were, you're conservative. You're more, you know, in a shell. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that's kind of how I saw you when I first met you. But now that <laughs> our relationship has kind of like changed, yeah, do you feel yourself a little bit more open now than you did in the past? I don't know. I just kind of see, I thought you were always this way, but I don't know from what you're telling me. Well, that that's the tricky part. Um, yeah. For somebody on the outside looking in would, would assume that, you know, I'm, I'm always, I've, that I've always been like this, very talkative and, you know, expressive and whatnot and, and like that. But, um, cause you're pretty open with, you know, well, yeah, yeah. your emotions with every, pretty much everything, at least yeah. for me and on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And, and one would imagine like, well, you're expressing yourself so lightly on something that who knows how many hundreds, thousands of people are going to listen to. Um, at first, I honestly, the first minute that we started the podcast, I did feel that vulnerability, but um, having met you and, and, you know, gain, not gain your trust, but the other way around, I, I, you know, trusted you in, you know, the fact that I can express myself and you offered me again, that camaraderie, you opened up and put your arm around me and say, Hey bud, let's talk about this. I felt comfortable and honestly, yeah, yeah. I've, I've always been like this. The thing is I always have that shell. I am always inside of that shell and I've been accustomed to it. So I'm comfortable in it. I don't mind it. Like I can now nowadays, you know, I don't mind like if we'll go have a beer somewhere, I don't mind chatting up the guy next to me about whatever, you know, but before that was unheard of. Yeah. You know, okay. I, I just, I could not do that. And if I'm by myself, I can't do that. I got to have that. Like a wingman. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a wingman. Yeah. I got to have that, that friend wingman to say, Hey, it's okay. You can, you can open up, you know, be, be you. Yeah. Okay. You know? And so, I mean, it all comes down to the people that I have around me. I trust you. I trust my wife. I trust Nicole. I trust the people who I call my friends, you know? And have I learned a lesson in being so introverted? Yes, I have. And so I've turned that into, I should be more extroverted. I should express myself more and not be afraid to do that. Some days are harder than others, but it's something that I've taken on and, and uh, you know, I'm happy that I have because it's opened up a lot of doors and I've made a lot of new relationships that way. And so, um, you know, that's... It's tall and short of it. Huh? Well, on that note, <laughs> hate to bring down the mood. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but you know, I'm glad that I'm glad that uh, you can be that way. And and it's for, for a podcast, it's very important, you know, to be open. And it's kind of hard to have a co-host who doesn't say anything, you know, which is yeah. great because you don't do that. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that I got the opportunity to put my arm around you and say, Hey, let's do this thing. Yeah. Um, because 
Um, that's all it takes, people. Come and put your arm around Gus. <laughs> I'll tell you anything and you want to know. Open the f up. Oh my god, I would be <laughs> I would be a horrible spy. Honestly, <laughs> don't they, touch him. You know, don't touch Gus. If they they caught me in a safe house in Russia. All they'd have to do is put their arm around. <laughs> Come here, friend. Tell me, tell me about your your life as spy. Oh yeah, sure. Okay, so I started in this day. Let me show you my resume real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, work, I work for these guys. Do you know what these guys are called? Like the CIA? I think uh, I, I got their national secrets and a piece of paper back. Hold, just give me a minute. Here. Yeah, don't there don't let him be a spy ever. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, the wedding ring. Oh boy, I always tease my wife, and before I had married her or even proposed to her, I used to tease her and say, "Well, you know, if you want a ring, just do me a favor. Don't look in that shoebox over there." For the longest time. And uh, she finally looked in the shoebox. And that was my proposal. <laughs> I didn't expect it to go down that way, but it happened. And I thought, well, what the hell? Why not? <laughs> the shoebox has been there for like three years. Yeah. We haven't even been together that long. I know. I kept looking at it every time I told her, like, she's not really going to look in that shoebox. <laughs> and she did. And she did. Yeah. And here we are. All right. Well, you can listen to this on Spotify, iTunes, Anywhere you can get your podcast. Actually, I even applied um, through iHeart because apparently you have to do that separate. You have to apply? Yeah, you have to do it separate. So iHeart is not a thing for us yet, but should be. Should we be vetted by something? I guess. I don't know. We, you know what we need? We need that Pink Box podcast. They, they got to throw out their, right? their credits. Throw yeah. their weight around a little bit. Throw your weight around, ladies. You know? Get Help it. us out. You know? We want to be on iHeart. Throw us a bone to iHeart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you can also email us at dad jokes show. Dad joke joke show. Dad joke show. One S. One S. One S. Yes. At gmail.com. Mm. If you have any questions for us, if you have any insights for us, if you want to be on the show, we're looking for blended families. We're looking for interested fam- interesting family dynamics. We're looking for... That kind of stuff. Yeah. So give us an email. Shoot us an email. We'll, uh... Well, I mean, even if you have a story or if you have a 30-pack, I'll take either, honestly. Yeah. If you have a 30-pack, then (laughs) probably won't be on the show. (laughs) You you can sit here. You got to watch the baby, though. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I, you know, thanks for listening, and uh, beers to you. There it is. That's what I was looking for. (laughs) 